Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMOX 306. Going to talk to our buddy Chet Plebin. Hello, Chet. Hello, Dave. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, buddy. I'm catching up with you. Yeah, yeah, 21. That feels good now, right? You can drink and the whole deal. That's right. That's right. Um, So, okay, we have so much stuff to talk about here, legal stuff going on. Let's start with Trump. There's a lot of stuff to talk about with uh, with former President Trump. Uh, Some things happened today in Georgia. Right now, what's going on, to my understanding, in Georgia, in New York to some extent, in D.C., in federal court, state court, is just lots of procedural motions and wrangling and trying to – everyone's trying to get a leg up. Everyone's trying to get an advantage. So what's going on right now and especially what happened today? Well, what happened today uh, in Georgia, uh, two of the uh, 19 defendants – um, wanted uh, a speedy trial. So in, in the state of Georgia, if a defendant requests a speedy trial, they have to be tried within, I think it's like 60 days or, or some, some very short period of time. And so now two of the defendants, uh, uh, Cheeseboro and uh, uh, Powell, uh, wanted a speedy trial. Of course, uh, the others don't. Uh, they want to delay it as long as they possibly can. So now uh, what they've done is those two defendants have filed uh, a motion for a separate trial, separate from the other defendants, because they want the speedy trial and the others do not. So this court now uh, is faced with the issue of do the, does he grant the severance uh, and separate those two from the others, or does he try them all together on, I believe it's October the 2nd, which is when the trial is currently scheduled to begin consistent with, with the speedy trial. Um, so and it's a RICO case. And so I heard a little of the argument today and what the lawyers for the, these two defendants are arguing is that, uh, well, you know, we're really not part of um, many of the overt acts within the conspiracy. Um, And so therefore we'll be tainted and we'll be prejudiced if we have to sit there and, and they'll lump us in with everybody else. Well, the problem with that is that this is, this is a a RICO case and a RICO case. You don't have to know everybody else in the conspiracy. 
and uh, you don't have to uh, agree to participate in every overt act within the conspiracy. And so it's a criminal enterprise. And that's why in, in any sort of RICO case, they allow you to bring, and that's why they charge RICO, because it allows you to cast that net a whole lot wider than if you were to just cast it with respect to a regular run-of-the-mill ordinary conspiracy. So, and, and the judge is faced with, with the problem of if he gives, the, the state is objecting to it. They say, well, we want everybody tried together, and we'll try it on October the 2nd. That's fine. Um, but if, if, if the, the court, uh, what the state is saying is that if they, he does separate the trial and tries those two separately, then he's going to have to try two RICO cases um, full term in which they'll probably are going to be, the, I think the state is estimating like a four-month trial for each case. So that's eight months total to, to try 19 defendants. So, so, so Trump, that, uh, Trump is probably hoping that they win this motion, so at least these guys have to have a four-month trial before his even starts, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah, no, that's correct, because they'll get a preview now, and based upon what the state is saying, they'll get a preview of the evidence because the state says, well, it doesn't make any difference because these two are still part of the RICO conspiracy, and therefore we have the right and the obligation to present all the evidence and and let let the jury decide okay. whether or not they're part of a RICO okay. uh, or they're not. Lots of uh, other interesting things to get to. Uh, a lot of people out there, especially law professors, are raising this argument to individual states saying, hey, wait a minute, uh, completely unrelated to criminal charges, Former President Trump is disqualified for running for office because of the 14th Amendment for basically uh, taking part in an insurrection. Is that a non-starter or do you think it has some legs? Well, the 14th Amendment, Section 3, says that if if you hold any state or federal office and you've taken an, an oath to hold that office, then you engage in any sort of insurrection or rebellion to overthrow your government, uh, then probably not a good idea for you to hold any other uh, federal or state office. And so uh, now uh, in the state of Colorado, I think today six Republican um, Republicans in Colorado have filed a lawsuit um, basically challenging tr uh, the Trump's ability to get on the ballot uh, in um, uh, Colorado. So it, it's an interesting argument. And, and I think if you line up probably 10 lawyers, you'll get five opinions one way and five opinions the other way. Um, I, I, I'm, I think what's going to have to happen is that for every state where this is filed, and it would have to go state by state. And so the question would be whether or not the secretary of state uh, can eliminate uh, a, an individual who is running for um, another state or federal office because of an accusation that yeah. they have engaged in any sort of insurrection or rebellion. So I suppose in order to get the answer to that question, you're going to have to have some due process. You're going to have to have some, some hearing at, at the state level, then with, which will proceed up the, the federal ladder, ladder and ultimately get to the United States Supreme Court for a decision. Now, 
it's tough for me to understand. You know, you can be the president of the United States. You can run for the presidency. You can be the president of the United States and be a convicted felon. As a matter of fact, you can be the president of the United States serving your presidency from a penitentiary someplace. So I'm not sure whether or not this I mean, this this goes back, you know, to, to the invocation of the of the 14th Amendment. And I know that there was an effort uh, not too long ago to eliminate Marjorie Taylor Greene from the, the, the ballot over her support of the January 6th insurrection. But that failed. Uh, the court ruled due, due to a, a lack of evidence. Yeah. And and then there's another argument that in 1869, a circuit court ruling held that section th- that section three of the 14th Amendment could only go into effect if the Congress passed legislation directing it to be implemented, which the Congress has yet to do, as far as, far as I know. So okay. right now, I, it'll go to the Supreme Court. That issue will be decided by the Supreme Court. And my guess is that that Trump will not be eliminated from running for office, yeah. assuming that he gets the nomination. <clears throat> That's my guess. That's so my guess. this Murdoch case, to just remind everyone, the red-haired guy that killed everybody, um, what an interesting, weird development. As I understand it, they're asking for a new trial because as a court clerk was walking the jury back, said something to the effect of don't pay any attention to the defense attorney. Is that... Uh, yeah, well, she's, apparently she said a, a bunch of things, and they have some affidavits. Uh, from some of the jurors kind of reflecting the comments that that she made. Uh, For example, uh, right before Murdoch testified, she said, don't be fooled by Mr. Murdoch's cheerful testimony. Apparently she had private conversations with a jury foreman uh, and one in, in a restroom, at least it's alleged in their, in their motion for a new trial. Apparently she fabricated some story on a Facebook post by a, a juror's ex-husband in an effort to have that juror removed. And that I believe that she was successful in doing that. Then on top of that, uh, she wrote a book um, and, and the book um, kind of made crazy suggestions that uh, one time when they went out to uh, view the crime scene, um, she, she saw um, the jurors looking and she was looking at the jurors and they were all looking at, at each other and, and they all knew uh, that he was guilty based upon how the look in their eyes were, were, were positioned or some craziness. So and then the, the issue, I think they've alleged in the motion for the trial. Well, if he was convicted, it would it would make better copy and give her a better opportunity to ultimately get a book deal, which apparently she had in mind from the time that she was um, uh, carting these jurors around and and talking to them, but that's a that's a real no no. I mean that really that really crosses. Yeah, the line. I mean here's the thing. I, I mean I think Alex Murdoch's guilty. He's probably guilty of much more than he was convicted of. He sounds like a complete monster. But in the United States, we're a nation of laws, and we have due process, and we have to give the benefit of the doubt to even the the most heinous uh, of of the criminals. And if this is true, uh, it seems to me like the guy should probably get a new trial. Well, and I think that's probably what's going to happen. Now, what's going to occur next? 
I believe it's in the Court of Appeals because th- this was just discovered. Um, and it was discovered, obviously, after the time had passed for them to file their motion for a new trial, which was denied. And so now what's going to have to happen is an evidentiary hearing. And so you're going to have to put these these um, jurors on the witness stand. You're going to have to put this lady, Rebecca Hill, on the witness stand. I'm assuming that she's probably going to take the Fifth Amendment uh, to find out really where the facts are so that the court can ultimately make an informed decision as to whether or not uh, Murdoch gets gets a new trial. I, I would think, based upon the evidence that I saw during that trial, is that probably the result's going to be the same, ultimately, even if he gets gets a new trial. But you're right. And, and uh, you know, steps are taken. Courts always guard and protect the jurors. They, they, they protect them from outside influences. They tell you not to watch TV. Don't talk to your family. Don't talk about the case. And instructions very carefully are designed to, to make sure that these jurors are not influenced in any respect. And then to have a clerk who, who is, is, you know, commissioned and employed by the court itself um, talking smack to these jurors and talking nonsense to these jurors to disrupt the trial and make sure this guy doesn't get a fair trial for whatever her motivation is, is just outrageous. And, and as I said, I suspect that ultimately if this is proven, she'll be prosecuted. Um, So, and, and she may find herself wanting uh, a jury that's not influenced and biased by any outside outside force. (laughs) Unbelievable. All right, Chad, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it. You bet. You bet. Good talking to you. I just found her picture. She looks like someone who would do that, doesn't she? It's yeah. like a meddling metal that she meddler that meddles. She really does. <laughs> yeah. She really does. Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMOX. Happy Wednesday. Gorgeous day out there. Thank you for all the birthday wishes and people commenting on my uh, baby picture on Facebook and such. Very, very nice. Uh, I don't know if many of you know this, but I have a twin uh, who was born 49 years after me, and uh, she happens to be the daughter of one of my best friends here at work named Julia. So, of course, she was born on my birthday. Uh, We talk to her every year. Her name is Viv, and she's awesome. Viv, welcome back to the show, sweetheart. Hi, happy birthday, Glover. Happy birthday, Viv. (laughs) I love she calls you Glover. (laughs) Always has, from the jump. So, 10 today, right? Yep. Ten is no fooling around, man. Ten, ten's real. Ten, like you'd get a job and go drink a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Double digits. That's pretty awesome. Yep. So, what is ten? What grade is that? I'm in fourth. I liked fourth. It was downhill from fourth. I'm not going to lie to you, but <laughs> I liked fourth. You liking it? Yeah. Are you still dominating everyone in sports? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Nice. I love it. She's she's man, she's gonna she's gonna go all the way if she wants to. So what's new in your in your young ten year old life, Viv? Um I'm playing golf and I've been playing in a lot of uh tournaments. Because mm-hmm. past years I've haven't really played in a lot of tournaments, but this year I have. Yeah. Is your dad your coach? I know your dad's a really good golfer. Yeah. Very cool. What are you guys doing tonight? Um, we're going out to eat at um, Valentine's in Freeburg. I will see you there about 6 p.m. 
<laughs> All right, sweetheart. I love you. Happy birthday to you. And uh, really, really happy to share a birthday with you. Yep. All right. See you, hon. All right. See you. Thank you. <laughs> birthday so twins. Yeah. She's so sweet. Really cool. <laughs> I love that she calls me Glover. I do too. That's the best. Man. <laughs> I can lie. That's the coolest yeah, thing I've like heard three, in a while. She'd do the same thing. Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMOX. Happy Wednesday to you. Dave Murray joins us. Hello, Dave. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. There you go. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> it. Oh, <my> God. <laughs> I was hoping everybody would join in, but nobody well, did. I was no, getting comfortable we're... waiting for the rest. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, Dave's putting on a show. That's, yeah. my, that's my first sung happy birthday. So There you go. There yeah. you go. That's your uh, Monroe Kennedy moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That figures. <laughs> that figures. That's, that's, the, that's lovely, the way I um, feel about Dave. Lovely, <laughs> uh, lovely caller Jeanette earlier said, uh, has anybody ever sang uh, Dave happy birthday on the radio? And I was like, hey, how about, would you like to? And she was like, oh, no, that's not my thing. But that's, <laughs> that's more of a Dave Murray thing. Yeah, she was like, I'll leave that for Dave Murray. <laughs> I think if I sang the whole thing, we'd have to pay some rights out somewhere. I think you're probably right. I, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think, is that now public domain, right? I believe it it's public domain. Be, yeah. yeah. As of like five, six years ago. But I, before that, it was a thing. I think it and the, na- the national anthem were two of the most difficult songs to sing. Hmm. From like a true, like the notes you have to hit and I don't know why they made it like that, why they made it so mm-hmm. difficult, but. I was trying to do Elvis, but it didn't work. Yeah, you sounded very croony. It was very nice. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, oh, my God. Just keep the weather going. This is yes. fabulous. Yeah, Northwest Flow obviously is back. Uh, some great weather. Let, let's just lump it all into to one thing. Overnight temperatures will be in the upper 50s, low 60s for the most part. We're looking at 80 to 82 for high temperatures Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The only downside is this northwest flow has just a little bit of an angle to it that I think it's going to start to bring in some haze from the Canadian wildfires once again. These would be the fires out in western Canada. And I think we'll notice that to some extent tomorrow and tomorrow night, especially at sunset. That's the only downside I can find. Next shot of some shower and thunderstorm activity, not until Monday night and Tuesday of next week. Okay. Nice. Very, very nice. But man, it makes such a difference. I know that sounds so stupid, but it just... No, it doesn't. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. No, I had on the Google Doc last week, like, sometimes you just need a couple of days of nice weather mm-hmm. to just feel better about life. Yep. No kidding. The the mornings when it's oh. in the upper 80s or 90s, those are the worst. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you walk out. You get up at like, 7 in the morning yeah. and you walk outside and you're just mm-hmm. like... The air just sticks to you. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed the days getting shorter? I have mm-hmm. noticed. You know what? I yeah. did. I hadn't noticed noticed, but the other day I had something going on in the evening, and I looked it up, and it was like seven thirty. I'm like seven thirty. <laughs> it was just eight thirty, <laughs> like yesterday. So. Yeah, it seems like it, doesn't it? Oh, I had a question. I thought uh, that this was the last time that we were doing the clock change. Was I wrong? Uh, I, well, we have a clock change November 5th. Yes, I thought we were done with that. For some reason, I, I thought we talked about it on the oh, show. I, like, this is the last one. Didn't Congress, like, pass? I don't know that it passed Do you remember us talking about it, or yeah. did I dream it? Yeah. No, we did, and it was a thing. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I thought did I remember it, saying, yeah. like, it's the last time we're going to do this. Don't worry about it. Hmm. Ooh, now, now you have me interested. Headlines, Rach? Headlines is brought to you by Schnucks. Reward yourself daily with the Schnucks Rewards app. 
And we sure did enjoy our delicious cake from Schnooks today. So. I just want to point out, saying it's cute, that Rach is doing the show while braiding her hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I am. It's very cute. Thanks. Dictionary.com has added 566 new words, including shower orange and mount weasel. So shower orange is a viral trend that involves eating an orange in the shower, if you couldn't have figured that one out. I love it. And Mount Weasel. Why? why? That's a good question. I I know. I read this. Okay. Because it's dirty, because it's like it's sticky and gets all over you and you can eat it in the shower and then wash it off, which would go for most foods. How do you eat oranges that's so bad? I mean, if you're a complete heathen and don't know how to peel an orange. Smash them into your face. Um, It's shower cake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mount Weasel is a fake entry included in reference books in order to catch plagiarists. We're just getting goofy with it at this point. I don't get it. I don't get it either. So it's a fake entry included in the dictionary in order to catch plagiarists. So I guess if you're plagiarizing and you're just stupid and you're like, oh, I'll use Mount Weasel. They're like, we caught you. That's a fake one we put in there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Or if, they, if you add like um, Mount Weasel into your uh, something when you publish it like in the middle, then you can just control F as, a, as like a lawyer or a professor. You can just control F on your computer and search Mount Weasel. And if it comes up, well, I know it wasn't a real thing. You must have stolen that from somewhere. Hmm. Democrats are spending $20 million to get out the vote, uh, focusing on key House races races for 2024. The nonprofit group House Majority Forward says the campaign will focus on minority voters in key districts in Alaska, Iowa, Michigan, Pennsylvania, New York, and Virginia. Um, nobody has anything to say. I, I, think wow. you, I think you found your level with shower orange. <laughs> yeah, we're all so thinking about yeah. we're all thinking about eating food in the shower. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, one more thing about elections: donors are ditching DeSantis. Of the fifty donors who gave at least one hundred and sixty thousand dollars in the years leading up to his twenty twenty two reelection campaign for governor of Florida, less than a third provided funds to the super PAC. Never back down which can receive unlimited contributions through the end of June. So he was getting uh, contributions for his re-election campaign, but when it comes to his campaign for president, donors are saying, "Eh, I don't know. Do you think he's permanently damaged, like, you know, 2028, 2032, whatever? Or do you think, ah, people have a short memory, they'll forget? I think he might be permanently. I mean, this has been such an... On unimpressive and disappointing to the people who were like excited about him, you know what I mean? I just, I just feel like maybe he doesn't have the juice. Well, you know, I, I, I think he's definitely, uh, he's not done a great job. I don't think he's a great uh, personality. He may be smart as hell. And he might be a great politician, but part of it is having a personality, and he appears to have none. Mm-hmm. That being said. He had to have been surprised and blindsided, as I was, that people weren't looking for an alternative to Trump. Like, I I thought, okay, let's see about this DeSantis guy, because clearly no one's going to be in Trump's corner. Mm-hmm. And we were all wrong. He, he's up to 60, point, 60 points ahead now. Yeah. What's, what's, what was, what's been the draw to Ramaswamy compared to DeSantis? His personality. He's a better talker. Yeah, I think it goes back to what uh, the caller said about, Marcus said about we're living in a Jerry Springer episode. He's exciting. <laughs> he's yeah. he's kind of crazy, mm-hmm. you know, so you you gravitate toward him, you know? 
But I think it's weird that Chris Christie keeps like really hitting Trump really hard. Uh, uh, he was on like a bunch of shows yesterday, like just going crazy on him. And it's like, I just don't think that's a winning strategy because no one's looking to get away from Trump. Yeah, well, I don't think he I don't think he wants to win. I think he just wants to get it out there. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. Yep. Okay. No one knew him a month ago and now everyone knows him. Mm-hmm. So he'll end up with, you know, a show or but he's already a billionaire. What the Ramaswamy? Up, dude. Yeah. 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 He just wants to be important. Yep. Or seem. Uh, Dave, you sounded like Trump there, whatever you were like. The problem with Ron DeSantis is he needs a personality transplant, and unfortunately, they don't offer those. Ron to no personality, I say. So psychedelics are showing promise in depression studies. Um, the hallucinogenic compound in psychedelic mushrooms is showing promise as a treatment for clinical depression. This is according to a new study in the Journal of the American Medical Association. If I can editorialize a little bit here, I have hope for things like this. <laughs> I'm tripping right but now. I, but I get, <laughs> we all are. I get annoyed whenever people are like, all you got to do is get some mushrooms and do it, and that's going to solve all your depression forever. I'm like, maybe work with a doctor like i just don't think that just taking like street drugs is going to solve all of your problems and completely fix your mind like maybe- that being said let's find out i mean <laughs> hey it's I mean, your birthday it does need to be supervised but i mean why we you know we've done this with I'll supervise you no i don't we've done this with painkillers right we know that painkillers work but do they work better like for football right. players a lot of them smoke pot Instead of taking opioids. Mm -hmm. So we know that they both work, but which one is more functional for that person? I just get annoyed on a personal level because I know people who are like, I don't need therapy. I'll just do mushrooms. And it's like, (laughs) well, maybe you should do both. Because you could use a little extra work. To push, I agree with you, but to push push back a little, I know someone who will go unnamed, of course, uh, but I've known them for a really long time, and they suffer uh, about like I do with depression and anxiety and such. A a much younger person who does therapy and has done like Lexapro and such and said that mushrooms, he does them about every six months, uh, that it's the only thing that really, really helps him. Um, and again, that's one person and it's anecdotal, but, um, yeah, I, I've yet to do it. I plan to do it, but I will do it like under the most, uh, like I have a doctor who, uh, who is, uh, aficionado. Like he's really into it and has offered me, if you want to do it, I'll, I'll be your guy. Like we'll do it together. No, he wouldn't do it, but like, I'll be mm. your, I'll be your guy. I'll be there with you. Yeah. So do you need witnesses? You mean volunteer to watch? It sounds tripping, Dave. <laughs> tripping, <That's>, Dave. <laughs> that's my worry. I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I'm not Duncan here. It's just a fact. I love having a glass of wine now and then, but I haven't been drunk in years, and I haven't been super drunk in decades. And one of the big reasons is that uh, one of the few times in life I feel claustrophobic is when I'm really drunk oh. because I feel like you have that. I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but you have a, a sense in your brain somewhere like, I can't just get out of this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to be like this for hours, yeah. and oh, I yeah. am uncomfortable. This is the thing now. This yeah. is the thing now. Then psychedelics might not be. That's the, the, only, that's the big thing I worry yeah. about. Yeah? Yep. 
Uh, should we do one more story? Sure. Scientists are working on babies in space. I just like saying that. Babies in space. Uh, space Born United <laughs> is a company based in the Netherlands. They're trying to address the issues of radiation and gravity, uh, which are the two main challenges for having children in space. But, I mean, this is something that within my lifetime might be something that we should worry about and study. So Space Born is on it. So we don't have to worry too much. Hey, if we're going to get on They're the on Enterprise the and get out of this uh, solar system, it's going to it's going to take some. Yeah, is that is that <laughs> launching babies into space or is that having <laughs> having a baby in having space? babies okay. in space? Okay, yeah, I think I think the first I, say, I think the first one probably sounds illegal. The first spaceship piloted by a baby. <laughs> like, and oh, they're off. the pilots! That way they can go to Mars and be back when they're teenagers. There you go. That's what we should do. We should send like 10-year-olds, and then when they come back, they won't be teenagers. Houston, we have a Let's problem. 20. Hims has a booby diaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what the, astro- the astronauts have, the whole... Whole suit, they take care of all that. <laughs> They're like, they yeah. appear to be able to do nothing that we tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Who's training these babies? Uh, you sound a little quabby, so we're going to go ahead and let you go down for a nap there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. All righty. Okay, we have like a 30-second segment here. Guess who else was born uh, on September 6th? Piggly Wiggly. Oh, that's exciting. Mm, that's right. The store? No, no, the football player. It's Mr. Wiggly. <laughs> I don't know if there's a character Prince or something. Prince Wiggly. <laughs> Boy, we jump on each other, don't we? <laughs> I know. We're like, shut up, wheel. Shut up. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, my God. Let's go cry about it some more. Jeez. Dang. Let's yeah. just love your grandma some See, more. This has just been my whole life, so this is all good. I like this. <laughs> Makes me know that I'm alive. Andrew straight up made fun of uh, Wheeler for loving his grandma. Yeah, yeah that was sad. Yeah, yeah. it was weak. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Sorry. oh, look who misses his grandma. We were all like, wow. Like, geez, dude. <laughs> yeah. Back off him a little bit. All good. Was was your grandma like you? Oh, no. No. She was normal. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. You knew what I was asking. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> if she had done that, oh, my God. It'd be so good. Depression. I don't care about depression. I'm not depressed. Let's go. No, she was a normal person. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.